What's going on? Welcome to the Mary Makes Muscles podcast. I'm happy to be here. I hope you're doing great and thank you for listening today. I'm excited to bring you another episode. Whether you are a first time listener or a returning listener, I appreciate you. And today I'm going to be talking about how to create your own diet for weight loss that is specific to your life and your needs. So what I want to do is run through a hierarchy as far as weight loss goes and what you should be prioritizing in your diet. And I'll go pretty in detail on each one. So there's going to be a lot of information in today's podcast. And then at the end, I also want to give you a sample meal plan of what your diet could look like for fat loss. Of course, it needs to be structured around foods you like and what works for you, but I'll give you an outline and some ideas to take away with you. So what we're going to talk about is kind of a hierarchy of nutrition as far as losing weight goes. We'll talk about calories, protein, carbs and fats, and then meal timing and meal frequency as well. Those are all part of the hierarchy. And the number one thing um, kind of on the outside when it comes to the hierarchy is adherence. You have to be adherent at least 85 to 95% of the time in order to see any results. So these concepts don't work unless you're consistent with them. So keep that in mind as well. You have to work adherence into your own journey and find a way to be consistent and find habits that work for you. So I'm going to give you the structure of how that will look, but it's up to you to come up with consistency and to really establish these habits in your life in order for them to work and for you to lose fat if that is your goal. The first thing to talk about when it comes to fat loss is the most important one, and that, of course, is calories. Calories are number one. They are king on your journey. If you are in a calorie deficit, you will lose fat. And without that in check, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter how much protein you're eating or carbs or fats, because you will not lose body fat if you are not in a calorie deficit. Keep that in mind. Uh, Meal timing doesn't matter if you're not in a calorie deficit. And we'll get into what really matters here. But the number one thing is your calories. And without that in check, you will not see any progress as far as losing weight goes. And to figure out your calorie goal, what you want to do is I'll just give you a really quick formula here. You want to multiply your goal body weight in pounds by 12. So let's say your goal body weight is to weigh 150 pounds. You would multiply 150 by 12. 150 times 12 is 1,800. So that would be your calorie target, but it's best to give yourself a range. And what I mean is a range of calories around 1,800. So say you aim to eat between 1,700 and 1,900 calories per day. You can give or take a little bit, but as long as you're averaging just under that 1,800, that will be a calorie deficit and you will lose weight. Now to know if that is the best calorie deficit for you, you need to eat that range of calories for 30 days and track your consistency and track your progress, track your body weight and track your measurements at the end of the 30 days. And if you're seeing it trend down, then you'll know that you're in a calorie deficit. Ideally, you would be losing anywhere from 0.5 to 2 pounds per week to know if you're in A good calorie deficit for you, one that isn't too severe or one that just isn't enough to where you're not seeing progress. And like I said, you need to be 85 to 95% consistent with that over those 30 days. And if you aren't, you have no way of knowing if it's really working. So the number one thing to focus on is just that consistency, tracking your consistency, and then tracking your data to see if you're in a calorie deficit and being adherent, you know, making sure that you're hitting those numbers and doing what you can to stay in that calorie deficit and know if it is the right number for you. 
So like I said, your goal body weight times 12, and then give yourself a range right around that. You don't have to hit an exact number. That can be overwhelming. It's best to give yourself a range and aim to get something in that vicinity. And the second thing we're going to talk about, number two on the hierarchy, we'll touch on protein. And first, I want to explain why protein is important if you're trying to lose body fat. There are a few reasons. First of all, it has the highest thermic effect of food. So what that means is your body burns a certain amount of calories during the digestion process. It plays about 10 to 15% of your daily calories burned. It's called your thermic effect of food, TEF. And when your body digests protein, it has to burn more calories than it does when it digests carbs or fats. So right there, you'll be burning more calories and increasing your metabolism simply by eating protein and forcing your body to burn more calories just to digest it. The second reason it's beneficial in a calorie deficit is that it's the most satiating. It will make you feel full, and the more full you feel, the fewer calories you'll eat because you'll be less hungry and you'll experience fewer cravings. So therefore, it will increase your calorie deficit and your adherence to your calorie deficit and help you to lose more fat. And then the third way that protein is helpful when you're in a calorie deficit trying to lose fat is that it helps you to build and retain lean muscle. And the more muscle you have, the more work your body has to do. And what I mean is that muscle requires more oxygen to be pumped to it than fat does. So the more muscle you have on your body, the more oxygen that your body has to pump, and that's consistently throughout the day. So when it has to work harder to pump that oxygen, you end up burning more calories because that work equates burning calories. So therefore, you're increasing your metabolism, being more in a calorie deficit, which allows you to lose more body fat. And for your protein, to know how much protein you should eat, again, you're going to take your goal body weight, just like you took your goal body weight in pounds to calculate your calorie deficit. You're going to take your goal body weight in pounds to calculate your daily protein goal. And what you want to do is eat one gram of protein for your goal body weight. So if your goal body weight is 150 pounds, you want to aim to eat around 150 grams of protein per day. Again, you can give yourself a range. You can um, aim to get, say, 130 to 150 per day and aim to get as close to 150 as you can. It doesn't have to be exact, but that's a good guideline there is to aim to eat your goal body weight in pounds in grams of protein per day and make that your daily protein goal. And again, that's the second most important thing. Calories are number one, and then next comes your protein. And next on the hierarchy, after calories and after protein, and when you're being adherent, of course, consistently, next you want to look at your carbs and fats. And this is something that people tend to look at way too much and stress out about a lot. Notice it's third on the list. And that's because your carbs and fats can really vary. There's a lot of wiggle room there. As long as you're staying in a calorie deficit and you're hitting your protein goal, you will see results. So they're not really worth stressing out over. And I hope that hearing this, it will take some of your anxiety away to where you're not worried about hitting a specific carb number or a specific fat number every day. Because if you're hitting your calorie goal and your protein goal, carbs and fats will fall into place. And on top of that, if you're hitting your calorie goal, so you're in your calorie deficit and eating a certain amount of protein, you only have so much room for carbs and fats. So they'll fall into place because you can only eat so many of them while staying in your calorie deficit. But that being said, there's no harm in tracking them. 
Um, tracking carbs and tracking fats, that's optional with my clients. And it's something that I didn't even start to do personally until I was a little further on my journey. At the beginning of my weight loss journey, I only tracked calories and protein because it was less overwhelming. And I saw amazing results. And then as I went longer and I got more interested in building muscle and workout performance, that's when I started to track my carbs and fats. But there, there are some good reasons to track them. And one that I would say is to pay attention to how you feel. When you might feel that you have more energy or that you have better workouts or better sleep or a better attention span or better focus, when you're eating more of one or the other, you might feel more bloated when you eat more of one than the other. So pay attention for that reason, just as a reason to a way to track your biofeedback and to see which one makes you feel better. The more you can learn long-term and take with you, the better. So that's the number one reason to track carbs and fats. It's not really for fat loss, but it's just to see what makes you feel better, see what works for you, see what your diet should look like ideally when you're trying to learn as much about food as possible and starting to track and starting you know, to get on a path towards healthier habits. There are some benefits to tracking carbs and fats, but it's not necessary as far as losing fat goes in any way. So just use it as a tool to learn, but there are really no requirements and it's strictly really just for biofeedback. So if the others are in place, if your calories and your protein are in place, then you will see results and you can kind of play around and vary your carbs and fats in the meantime. And then next up on the hierarchy, we have meal timing and meal frequency. And those things kind of go together. They play hand in hand. That's why they're grouped together in one category. Meal timing is what time of the day you're going to eat. And then meal frequency is how many meals you're going to eat. And it's at the peak of the pyramid of the hierarchy of fat loss and meaning that it has the least amount of impact. Because if your calories and your protein are in check and you're eating carbs and fats, which obviously you're going to do, you're going to lose weight and meal timing and meal frequency really aren't that important. But this is why something like intermittent fasting, for example, where you can only eat from, say, noon to 8 p.m., is just kind of whatever. It's not important for losing fat, and it's generally more like uh, work than it needs to be because you can eat at 6 a.m. and lose fat, and you can eat at 9 p.m. and lose fat. Just like eating every two hours to boost your metabolism, I say boost in quotes, that's not necessary either. And it really is just inconsequential. You can eat two times a day or you can eat 12 times a day. And if you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose fat. So, you know, you might be able to eat 20 small meals and say you're boosting your metabolism or you might fast, you know, and both of those things, they're really the opposites and they directly contradict one another. But both of those theories exist because they're really not true and they're direct contradictions of one another because they don't matter. Um, The theories can exist because you can lose fat doing either one. So both can work. However, they're not necessary and they have no bearing on whether or not you lose body fat. What matters is that you're in a calorie deficit. And if you're in a calorie deficit, you can you will lose fat and you can create that calorie deficit eating 20 small meals a day or eating two meals a day. So meal timing and meal frequency really aren't that important because all that matters is that you have your calories in check in order to lose fat. However, there is some importance still, you know, there's always an outlier there. There's always an it depends when it comes to this fitness thing. So now I'm going to explain to you why meal timing and meal frequency 
are part of the hierarchy and how they are somewhat important. And I think meal timing is important and I'm a big advocate for eating meals around the same time each day for a few reasons. The first reason being that your body will know what to expect and what time to expect nutrients and your body works in a rhythm and the more consistency you can give it and the more you establish that rhythm, the easier it will be to adhere to your calorie deficit. So let's say one day you're eating at 6 a.m., 9 a.m., noon, 3 p.m., and 6 p.m. But then the next day you're eating at 10 and 2 and 5 and 8. In that case, your body won't know when to expect nutrients, and it will just be hungry and having cravings all the time. But if you're consistently eating at the same time, it will get into a rhythm, and it will know when to expect food, and that's when hunger will kick in. So you won't be dealing with as many cravings and as much hunger, and therefore you'll be more likely to stay into your in your calorie deficit once you establish that routine. And doing that consistently will just make it more efficient and it will make it easier to stay in that calorie deficit, which is what matters most when it comes to fat loss. And really speaking from my own experience and experiences um, with clients, eating at the same time and more frequent meals can be beneficial and not because those frequent meals boost your metabolism. That isn't true. That's not how you boost your metabolism. But the reason is, is that a lot of people do something wrong, and that is they undereat during the day and they overeat at night. And they're undereating during the day because they're attempting to keep their calories in check, but really it just it comes uh, full circle and it backfires at the end of the day. And that's why people end up overeating at night. And the reason you overeat at night is usually because you're not eating enough during the day. So your home at night, your ravenous, the kitchen and the pantry and the refrigerator are right there and you end up going in there because you haven't eaten enough during the day. So your body is just craving food and looking for any food that it can get because you're under eating during the day and because your meal timing is off and you haven't established any consistent patterns. So really like eating, say between 6 a.m. and 5 p.m., you're eating five or 600 calories that's just not enough food and it leaves you starving at night and at the end of the day and much more likely to overeat. And I'm a big fan of eating every two to four hours uh, a snack, like a pretty substantial snack or a meal. And I'm a big fan of eating breakfast. Um, again, you don't have to do these things because if you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. But breakfast and regular meals make it a lot easier to be in a calorie deficit because think about it this way. If you're not eating breakfast and you're waiting until, say, 10 or 11 to have something to eat in the morning and then you're just grabbing whatever, you already haven't eaten for a really long time. You probably went to bed the night before, you know, maybe had your last bite to eat around 8 or 9 p.m. That means that you've gone about 14 hours without eating. So even if you have a big lunch, that's going to catch up to you in the evening and you'll be more hungry at night. So it's important to consistently feed your body throughout the day to prevent that and in order to prevent overeating at night. And that's how meal timing and meal frequency go hand in hand. Now, I like the idea, like I said, of eating three meals a day and then two to three snacks per day. And dessert can count as that third snack if you want to have dessert. 
So that gets you food every two to four hours. And it also helps to get you adequate amounts of protein and to hit your protein goal. Because I hear so often from clients that it's so hard to get that much protein in every day. But if you're only eating two or three times a day, of course it's hard. That means if your protein goal is 150 grams of protein per day and you're having two or three meals a day, you need to be getting like 60 to 75 grams of protein per sitting. And that's really freaking hard. So if you're eating five times a day, you can get 30 grams of protein per sitting. And that's much, much easier. So it's advantageous for reaching your protein goal to be eating more frequently so that you can get protein throughout the day and not have to catch up later in the day. So that's another benefit of eating more frequent meals and eating on a fixed schedule like I'm talking about. And I understand that everyone's schedule is different. So if you're someone who, say, goes to sleep at 9 p.m. and then wakes up at 4.30, your schedule will look a lot different than someone who goes to bed at midnight and wakes up at 7.30. That's why you have to find what works for you and set up meal timings that work for you. That's not why I'm not giving you like a specific schedule. I'm just giving you guidelines here to keep in mind. And I want to give you a little guidance to take away from with you. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you like a sample meal plan to run through. And this doesn't have to be followed exactly, but I want to have something for you to kind of base your meals around and think about with the structure and to think about how you can break it up and get enough protein. So that's why I'm going to give you a little sample meal plan to take away with you at the end of this podcast. So let's get into that. I'll tell you how your meals could look if you're trying to lose weight and trying to get enough protein in to do so. So many people ask me what they should eat, and I want to give you some guidance on that, like I said. So look at this really just as an outline and then plug in what works for you. Because obviously, if I say some foods that you don't like, you're not going to eat them, but you could eat a similar food or something with a similar nutrient composition. So just kind of listen, um, take it with a grain of salt, and then remember that you're going to plug in what works for you here at the end. So let's get into it. Um, Let's talk your first meal of the day, your first breakfast of the day. A lot of times you don't have a lot of time. You're on the go in the morning and you might not have time to prepare like a major breakfast. So a really good option to have right here would be a protein shake and a banana. There you go. You know, you get a quality source of protein and a quality carbohydrate. And no, you know, I shouldn't have to say this, but carbs and fruit do not make you fat. Um, We already talked about to, be in, to lose fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit, and you can do that while, while eating fruit. Carbs and fruit are both okay. So that's your 6 a.m. meal. You're having that protein shake and a banana, getting your carbs and fats in. So then let's say around 9 a.m., your meal would be maybe something that you meal prepped over the weekend or early in the week. So here you can have an egg and some egg whites, some toast, and a Greek yogurt. Now you're getting some fat from the eggs, you're getting carbs from the toast, and you're getting plenty of protein from the Greek yogurt and from the eggs and egg whites. And you can even throw like some spinach or peppers in there for some vegetables. So now, so far, you've had that protein shake and a banana. And then for your next meal around 9 a.m., you had eggs and egg whites with some toast and Greek yogurt and a little side of vegetables. So you're sitting pretty good going into lunchtime. You know, you've probably eaten by this time before noon about five 
500 calories, I would say, five to 600. So you're in a pretty good healthy range right now. So when lunchtime comes around, you're gonna have a big salad. Um, people like salads a lot. What you wanna do is throw some spinach, some arugula, some spring mix in a bowl, and then put some chop chopped vegetables on top that you like, and then a nice light salad dressing, maybe some feta cheese or some blue cheese or some goat cheese sprinkled in there with four or five ounces of chicken or whatever lean protein you choose. And you can even throw in some more egg whites if you like that. So that would be your midday meal, your lunch. It's loaded with protein. You're getting plenty of vegetables. And at this point in the day, if you've done what I've outlined here, you've probably had about 80 or 90 grams of protein already. And it's barely 1 p.m. if that's the time you're having lunch. You know, you're at your midday mark and you're well over halfway to your protein goal. So you're sitting pretty good at this point as far as hitting your protein goal. And that's why it's beneficial to eat these meals throughout the day, to have breakfast and to eat more frequently. Now we'll jump ahead to about 3 p.m., let's say, and you're looking for a snack. A great snack at this point in the day would be a protein source and a piece of fruit. And by a protein source, I mean something like a tuna packet or some beef jerky or one of those meat sticks or some cottage cheese with a piece of fruit like an apple or an orange, this would be a phenomenal mid-afternoon snack. You're getting a healthy carb and you're getting a nice amount of protein again, helping yourself get towards your overall protein goal. And this one is around 3 p.m. After that, the only thing you're gonna have left now is dinner. And a great dinner that I'll give you the idea to have would be something like a stir fry. You know, you have some rice, maybe some salmon mixed up with some broccoli or some green peppers or some green beans, whatever vegetable you like. Right there, I just outlined an incredible day of eating. It was really simple. You'll definitely hit your protein goal if you set it up this way. But just notice that I outlined having five meals, not meals, but three meals and two snacks throughout the day. And that's an example of how to set up a weight loss meal plan. You're getting plenty of protein, you're eating frequently, and if you start to do that consistently, your body will be on a really great routine and it will know when to expect food. And you might even have room at the end of the day here for dessert, which is awesome. You can have something like a rice cake with a little peanut butter on top or some Greek yogurt on top with some dark chocolate chips sprinkled on it. Whatever fits into your calories and your goals, you can probably leave here a little room to have dessert at the end of the day. Those Greek yogurt, ice cream bars, yasso bars are really good. Just something that you find satisfying so you can have something a little sweet after dinner. You can definitely make room for that in your calorie deficit. I always did and my clients do and we love to talk about what desserts we're having. So definitely there is room to have dessert if you set up your meal plan like this. And again, you eat three meals and two or three snacks a day and good meal frequency, giving your body steady nourishment and you'll be making sure that you hit your protein goal and that you stay within your calories. And this is how you set yourself up for success as far as losing weight goes. So um, you don't have to follow this plan exactly, like I said, but I hope it kind of gave you a good idea of what you can do and how you can structure your meals and your meal timing in order to lose weight. Um, with this plan, you're eating protein consistently, you're getting your fruits and your vegetables in, and you're nourishing your body every two to four hours. So those are the components of creating a meal plan for weight loss that I wanted to share with you today. I hope you found it helpful. Thank you very much for listening. I feel like I went pretty in-depth here pretty quickly, but I hope it helps you out. Um, if you have any questions or if you need to go back and listen to some parts, I totally understand. Um, you can get in touch with me. I'll leave my email in the show notes. My email is 
mary.makes.muscles at gmail.com, or you can DM me anytime on Instagram. Uh, Please share this podcast with a friend and hit subscribe. Thank you very much for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day.